This is More to Say with Randy Naughton. Interesting conversations with interesting people. We welcome you in to another edition of More to Say with Randy Naughton. Interesting conversations with interesting people. And boy, do we have an interesting guy today. (laughs) You see him right there. This is Norbert Leo Butts. And you're going, I know that guy. I've seen him everywhere and everywhere and everywhere. Uh, You're an actor. You're a singer. You're a Tony Award winner. And you're a St. Louisan. So when people look at your face, do they say, I know that guy? Do you get at that a lot? I do get that a lot. And it's so funny because if you're a New Yorker, I get stopped and as oh, I love doing, you know, Big Fish or Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. If I'm in L.A., though, I love doing Bloodline. I love So I, I, I have kind of a split personality thing. Um, I, I feel very lucky that I've been able to have a diversified career. So, well, that's kind yeah. of the name of the game, isn't it? You have to know how to dance. You have to know how to sing. You have to know how to be a dramatic actor, a comedic actor, all of the above. Totally. And when I talk to young actors and young performers, that's what I tell them. I'm like cast a wide net, you know, learn how to do a little bit of everything. It's a tough business. I mean, you know, you know, this, this is not an easy profession. And so the the more skills, the more tools you got in your toolbox, the longer you can, you know, do this thing. And you do teach acting students, right? You, you give them some of your philosophy. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've taught adjunct at a lot of colleges around me. I'm up in New Jersey. Well, right now I'm in Florida, as you see with this lovely, Looks great. Uh, Florida themed boat behind me. But yeah, I live uh, just outside New York City in um, New Jersey. I, I Seton Hall is basically in my backyard. I live in South Orange, New Jersey. So um, a, a lot of the schools up there, I do adjunct teaching and I love that too. So yeah. That's great. And 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 who knows, someday one of the, your students might end up being as successful as you and you're going to be all, I did that. That was me. <laughs> yeah, well, I got I hope I don't take credit for it, but it's, it's the thing I really, really love. I really like working with young actors. It, it, it's something it is very rewarding to, to, to try to, to try to give back. And, you know, hey, these are some things that I learned along the way. Take it or leave it. But um, and uh, and I love I love watching young actors develop. Yeah, that is something that I kind of adopted as as well in my journalism and broadcast career, 40 years spanning if, you know, I'd be mentoring a young journalist and they, and I, I, they said, oh, well, the radio station wants me to read the news, but I want to be on TV. I'm like, no, no, no. Say yes to everything until somebody gives you a reason to say no. Amen, Randy. I tell that all the time, sometimes with young people, even young actors starting out, it's, you know, oh, I don't, I don't want to take that job or that's below me, or I'm going to wait for a film. It's like, it doesn't work like that. You don't, you haven't earned the right to say no. Yes. Exactly. Say yes, say yes, say yes. So I want to add, you are, you are one of 11 children in your family. I come from a large family as well uh, of seven, but certainly not 11. Do you find that because there were so many siblings in your family and you were so, I mean, it's just, I can't imagine dinner time. I know what it was like at my house, but do you think that's why your career took this trajectory? Because you kind of felt like you wanted to stand out from the crowd, even in your own family. You know, I, I you know, I've, I've talked to my shrink for years about that <laughs> very, very fact. Um, and I do think that that's a part of it. Um, I've, yeah, you, you, you know, growing up in these great big, uh, great big Catholic family, very loving family. I'm still, you know, I'm down here visiting one of my little brothers right now. Um, but I do think there's something about being a part of a big crew like that um, keeps your ego in check. 
right? Oh, you, heavens, yes. Yes, you you have to learn to. They don't care that you won two Tonys. <laughs> Hello. No. They do not care. And you got to hustle as a kid even for, for, for the attention, you know, uh, we had to hustle for our food, you know, dad, if you didn't get that last piece of bread, someone else was going to swipe Heck it. Yes. So I think it gives you a great work ethic. Um, I started working, I think when I was 12 or 13 delivering groceries, I, I do think coming from like that large middle-class Catholic background has really helped me in good stead over the years. Um, uh, gives you a work ethic. It keeps your ego in check. Um, the, uh, a lot of gratitude you got to keep and just hard work. We were taught it at a young age. Um, and I Absolutely. do think something about trying to get attention. I definitely think that's it. And all performers will tell you that. No doubt about it. So for people who are watching and are not from St. Louis, you are a St. Louis native. I am a native New Yorker, upstate New York. Um, yeah. When I, yeah, Niagara Falls. I was born in Niagara oh, Falls, New York. my yeah. God. I actually have a plate up there of Niagara Falls. I was married at Niagara Falls. Anyway, my family's still back there. And um, one of the things that people in St. Louis always say is, where did you go to high school? I'm like, what the heck is that all about? So where did you go to high school? I went to Bishop DeBerg, right in South St. Louis. Um, yeah, DeBerg is still there. It's barely hanging on now. Where right. I was there 1985. Five, still a huge, huge, huge parochial high school um, and with a really good theater department. And I, I got to give a shout out to Jim Librecht. And we had a really, really great theater program. And that's where I really caught the bug. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where I went to high school. That's fabulous. And I, I still don't understand the whole where did you go to high school thing. Let's transition to your screen, your screen time. You've been in numerous movies and I know you are limited to uh, to speak about some things because the yeah. continuing SAG after strike. So Correct. if I cross the line, just say, shut up, Randy. Don't ask me that. I'm not allowed. Um, we don't want to talk about that. But one thing I do want to talk about is some of your TV credits where you were in, where you have appeared. Um you're you pl you've played in a lot of crime genres like CSI, um, Law and Order, Blue Bloods. The, do those roles tend to gravitate towards you or is it the other way around? Well, early on, a lot of those things that you're talking about, um, most of my career for the first, I'd say, 20 years, Randy, of my career was was on stage. Um, I did a lot of Broadway, a lot of plays. I did an MFA in acting. Um, and so I would just kind of you just take what's given to you. You know, you would, you would, and a lot of those shows at the time were shooting in New York, you know, the right. long order franchises, blue bloods, you'd do a play and then you'd get a few days on a series. And that was great. And it wasn't until I was about 40 that I got my first series regular in a show for Netflix called bloodline. And that was really when I started, like you're in front of a camera kind of day in and day out. Um, it's a steep learning curve going from, stage work to film and television work you know it's highly technical it's a kind of a whole different game um so early on again like we were talking about before i just took what was given to me um i you do always say yes until someone gives you a reason to say no bingo um i definitely um but yeah i do get hired to play i don't know if it's my look who knows why i get offered to play a lot of heavies i play a lot of a lot of crooks. I play a lot of bad guys. Now I'm playing a lot of cops. Um, and uh, that's just what a lot of the content is. You know, we just, right. uh, 
People yeah. love it. They really do. They, they, they love it. But I've been able to branch out and do other things. Since the advent of streaming, television and, and anthology television and limited series is, is, is really where I've been able to be really lucky and continue to work. Yeah. Well, we love watching your work on screen, but now we can listen to you in the car, streaming you on all of our streaming services. You recently released your album called King of Hearts. And I want to I want to hear about the evolution of this album for you. And I listened to some of it before we uh, started talking today. It's got kind of a care, a very country soul vibe to it. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Kind. It's just really kind of. I don't know, very authentic and country soulish. And it's Desperate. only six songs and there's a reason for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I'm super proud of this little EP that I did. We had this terrible global disruptor a few years ago called COVID-19. I remember. You remember, right? We're still kind of feeling some of the repercussions from that time. I have three daughters and one of the upsides of COVID for me was all three of my girls who were scattered. Two of them were in college and one was in elementary school and one at home, one in Florida and one in Washington state. And they all came home to me. And I loved having all three of my girls home and um, we're a musical family. And so that's what we did, man. We were quarantined for four months. It was really bad up in New York and New Jersey during those early months of the pandemic. I mean, we were shut in and we just played music constantly. My girls play um, and we would have like family music jams. My oldest daughter, Clara, is a really wonderful songwriter. She turned 26 this week. She's been writing songs since she was a teenager. And I've always written songs and she has been coming to me over the past few years. Hey dad, is this a good song? And her songs are getting so, so good. I was like, Clara, they're not only good songs. I want to record a couple of them. Nice. She's a writer. She's not a, a super performer like me, but she's a really starting to take songwriting really seriously. So I recorded two of her songs, um, rented some studio time. I wrote a couple others myself, sort of in response to her songs. So the record is kind of a conversation between a dad and a daughter. Um, oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my daughter is really a big part of the record for me. We made it during COVID. And um it was a time, you know, everything shut down. I wasn't able to work. And then when the when quarantine was lifted, I was contracted to do a series up in Vancouver, Canada. I did a series for NBC called Debris, a science fiction series. It only lasted one season, but I was I had to go over the border to Canada and I could not get back home to my girls for nine oh. months. I did not see my wife or kids. This was pre-vaccines, right? right? So the Canadian CDC was super strict. So while I was up there, I took the songs. Um, and I conti just continued to record more tracks to them and just develop them more and more. It's something that I did while I was in isolation. And then I found the classic Dolly Parton tune, 9 to 5, and I found this kind of new take on it based on, you know, it's a really feel-good pop song. It's that got that great uh, fingernail on the uh, washboard kind of, on the typewriter kind of funk feel to it. But it was such a terrible time, and... And I started thinking, rethinking of the song through the viewpoint of one of, of an essential worker um, uh, and how how precarious that time was for people working nine to five. Mm -hmm. uh, people's livelihoods were really, really at stake. So I find I did this song in a minor key and I brought the mood of it way, way down. And and now it, people are really responding to the tune when I play it out because we're in this labor thing right now, not right. just on strike, auto workers, teachers, a lot of these industries that nurses, 
exactly that are now we're feeling the effects from COVID, right? Um, and so the song really affects people, uh, workers, nine to five workers, essential workers, you know, day laborers. Um, That's amazing how it was able real to morph into, yeah, morph into what's going on today, right? It's amazing. 100%, yeah. Um, and so we, I was like, hey, let's take these six tunes and release them as, a, as an EP. And uh, so we just released it last week. And, and uh, that's super, awesome. Uh, and yeah. I mean, talk about something to cherish with your family forever. Now, is there going to be kind of like a Partridge family vibe traveling around the country in a big old colorful bus uh, playing all these songs? I, oh, I wish. God, did I love the Partridge family. <laughs> Me too. I want to be in the Partridge. Didn't we all want to be in the Partridge? That's we where all- I first learned of tacos, you know, because. Keith Partridge would go to the taco stand. Being from upstate New York, you know, we ate kielbasa. We didn't know what tacos were back in the yeah. 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the Partridge family. Love the idea. And I'm from a musical family. You know, you mentioned before I'm the seventh of 11 kids. My oldest brother played guitar. The next brother played piano. The next brother played piano and guitar. We all just kind of picked up instruments. It's kind of what we did um, growing up. And um, I'm kind of carrying that tradition on with my kids. And um, it's, you know, music is the great unifier. It's the great, it's the, it's, it's the language of the heart. Um, and uh, I don't think we'll be touring. Like I said, my daughter's a writer, <laughs> not a performer. Right. Um, but man, I might you need to play the tambourine. Come on. I might need like to a little redheaded one did. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> She didn't do anything. It's so yeah. funny. Let's switch gears back to the St. Louis scene. Um, how often do you come back to visit fam if they're all, if they're here? Are you into the St. Louis sports scene or are you a New York guy now? Okay, great questions. Um, I come home whenever I can. Um, I'm super close. My parents are gone now. Um, I've lost a couple of siblings. Actually, was the, the last decade was tough for my family. I lost a brother, a sister, my mom, and my dad all in eight years. And that was really tough. So the remaining kids, you know, we bonded even closer. So I'm home whenever I can. Um, I was just home to do a concert at the Sheldon a couple of weeks yes. ago. I come home every year. We have a big family kind of get together because now my brothers and sisters all have kids. I have 36 nieces and nephews, Randy. And that's now a long Christmas ha- list. They're having kids, right? So my family has a property in Crawford County um, near the Steelville, Steelville area, very rural. Um, and this property has been in my family for generations now. And we all meet there. It's, you know, we've got 70 acres and, and a cabin up there uh, out in the country and we've got some horses and oh, we, we all meet there. It's heaven. It's just heaven right on the Hoosa and Merrimack rivers. And we go there with all of our kids for a week, every fourth. And it's the highlight of my year. Yeah. That is, that's fantastic. I'm home whenever and wherever I can. Yeah. I still have six siblings in St. Louis. So do yeah. you go to games? Do you cheer on St. Louis sports teams? How Constantly does that go? Huge, huge. I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I mean, I just, I, 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 live and die by the red, by the Redbirds. I, I love our team. This was a really rough season for us, a transition yeah. year. Um, but I was there to the bitter end and it's going, it's, uh, it's going up from here. Um, what I need to get into, my siblings are now all into the, is it the MSL team that we have now? Oh though? yeah. St. Louis city SC, which has just inaugural year has gone crazy. First place kicking butt. Oh, Three of my it. siblings have season tickets now. Yeah. Uh, I've just go to games, but haven't been in town long enough to make one. Good luck um, getting the ticket. They're tough. I, 
like I said, I've got some connections. Three family members, I think, have season tickets there now. Um, can't wait to do. And, and in fact, I was home doing a concert at the Sheldon a couple of weeks ago when I was asked, I was flying out. I didn't, they asked me to come sing the national anthem or the anthem for the game and I couldn't make it. So that's on my bucket list to. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. Well, yeah. be prepared to stand up the whole time because that's what they do. Uh, <laughs> Okay, being from South St. Louis, of course, soccer, you know, St. Louis, the birthplace of soccer, basically. Did you play when when you were growing up? Every single year, all of, we went to, um, I I was uh, in St. Stephen Proto-Martyrs, Paris. That's where we all went to elementary school. So CYC all the way through baseball, basketball, soccer every year. Um, When I got to high school, I was I went to Bishop DeBerg. We had a really competitive soccer program and I was cut from our soccer team. I was devastated and I switched to running. I became a really competitive runner. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but I love, love, love the sport. Love the World Cup. I'm, I'm a diehard fan. Um, so, yeah, big, big soccer do you, guy. Do you watch Welcome to Wrexham, the, the limited series with Ryan Reynolds and it's a real, it's a documentary on the, on the it's I've fantastic. So much. Uh, can you believe that guy went and bought uh, a league? I mean, he bought, I mean, he bought a team. What a story. It's fantastic. And if you're a soccer fan, a football fan, you really must watch yeah. it. I, I highly I, recommend not to name it. Drop, you know, not to name drop. Uh, name dropping is really tacky. Mick Jagger told me that one time. Don't ever name drop. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, but I did meet Ryan Reynolds a couple of times and um, a hell of a nice guy as well. Well, yeah, he just seems like a genuine dude and he's so just, much into this. Super cool guy. One of the guys, you know, when you meet like great big celebrities and you hope they're as cool as they think, he's one of them that's actually as sweet and cool as you I'm kind of getting the vibe that you go into that category for me right now. Because you oh, know what? We've never met and I don't, you don't know me. I don't know you, but I am feel like we're vibing here. You know, I feel like we're kind of totally. vibing here. Whenever I hear great. anybody has, uh, is one of seven kids. I mean, it's, it's a language, right? It's oh just my like, gosh. No BS. You just, you know, you don't need bells and whistles. You just lay it out there. Yeah, you know? I've been kind of known to just kind of lay it out there and say what's on my mind. Let's get back to your acting. And again, I know with the ongoing SAG after strike, you are limited on what you are able to talk about. Um, recently released The Exorcist and upcoming. OK, are you allowed to talk about The Exorcist? Is that the one where your name is Norbert? Well, so here's the thing about my name. My professional name is Norbert Leo Butts. That's right. the, that is, and that's my birth name. My dad was also Norbert Butts. So Randy, check this out. I, I love seven. that. I love that name, by the way. It's such a cool well, name. Well, you're in a very small minority. Here's my 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 brothers' names are. I have seven brothers: Steve, Mike, John, Tom, Tony, Tim, and Jim. I got Norbert, and I'm not the first one. I'm the seventh. But I was born in '67. I was the only one in all 11 of us that my dad was actually present because men could not be in the delivery room prior in 1967. So he witnessed my birth. He was so moved. He begged my, my mom would get pregnant basically every year. And dad would be like, can we name this one Norbert? She's like, hell no, I'm not naming a baby Norbert. Sorry. It's not going to happen. Baby Norbert. Can you imagine? Baby Norby. Um, I love it. Yes. So mom finally relented. You know, my dad really wanted to name me Norbert, but we had the same name. We were both Norbert Butts with nothing. So our when I became an adult and was buying my first house, our credit reports would get confused. Oh. I had a couple of like 
saucy letters from girlfriends written that my dad would get in the mail. You know, we I had to use the Leo to differentiate my dad and I for legal and personal reasons. Wow. Well, I want to hear so more about those saucy mails. <laughs> I'm to get a love letter in the mail to, you know, to Norbert Butts and my dad would open it up and read the mail. I'm like, dad, that's mine. Um, oh, so heavens. I've always used the middle name professionally and personally to sort of because well it, it certainly is unforgettable you won't yeah. mix it up with anybody right that's the truth man it's uh i to my knowledge i am the only norbert uh the only norbert butts in 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 sag i definitely will say that i love it okay uh i want to ask you about this and again if you can talk about it because of the strike shut me down and shut me up um there's going to be a new Hulu thing uh, about Aaron Hernandez, tragic story out with the Patriots. And you right. are playing Patriots coach Bill Belichick. That is true. All right. That is blasphemous in St. Louis. You know that, right? I know. I know. Um, here's what's really funny. I don't follow the NFL, really. I bet I've seen, I watched the Super Bowl. I really have never been much of a football fan. I'm a soccer fan. I'm a baseball fan. Football uh, never got, when I got called and offered this part, I was like, remind me who Bill Belichick is again. Like, I, that's how little I know about football. Um, I hear what you're saying. He is Maybe I'm a little biased. He is a controversial figure. Um, I've been doing a lot of research. I've actually gotten to talk, you know, I, I've, I can't talk too much about it. We're the, the the project is on ice right now until the strike is over. Right. But I will say he's a really complicated guy. Um, the way I always look at it, when you're playing somebody, you're like a defense attorney. You, it's your job to, um, that's how, I, that's how I've always thought about acting. I'm, I'm representing whether it's a fictional character or a true character, right? I'm going to bat for this character, right? I got to play them, the good, the bad, the, the total person. So you, as an actor, you really do have to find justifications why people do the things they do. And this is a guy who um, is so singular minded. The guy's favorite book is The Art of War. Um, he is so singular minded in terms of um, strategic um, battle, um, that like great leaders everywhere, he knows how to take the boundaries and push them as far as they can possibly go without breaking in order to secure that win. Um, that's what good leaders and good coaches do, whether politics or business or, or anything you stay in the lane, but you widen the, the parameters of, of, Sometimes what is ethical, because it is about ultimately, and this is what I will say about Belichick, and this is why I really respect the man. He is for football and he is for his players. There's very little ego in the guy. I mean, look, when, when you have succeeded as much as Bill has and you no are, doubt about his success, I the mad he, respect you know, for his success. Um, what I'm most interested in Bill Belichick, and I've had to do like a deep dive into, into rules, regulations, scouting, you know, positions, uh, strategies, all and these And you're things. doing all this without being a football fan. I find that yeah, really interesting. I actually yeah. have a couple of friends who work for the NFL and I have a couple of friends who know Bill quite well. So I've been doing my research. Um, I've learned more about football in the past several months than I ever thought I would. Um, but the man, I'm most interested in the man off season. 
I'm most interested in the man as a father, as a partner, as a friend. Um, and he is adored by his inner circle. Very private guy, very stoic guy, very decent, decent man. You can't find anybody to say a bad word about him in that personal private sphere of his. Um, incredible friend, incredibly loyal, wonderful dad. Um, complicated guy. Yeah, for sure. Parts I like to play. So I didn't need to know a lot about football. I'm, I'm the, 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 the psychology of the guy is fascinating. Yeah, it was probably a better thing that you didn't. And you didn't come in with a, you know, bitter, bitter Rams fan or bitter Buffalo Bills fan <laughs> here. That's me. True. Now, have you have you tried on the hoodie with the cutoff sleeves yet? I have. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I have. I spent about four and a half hours in makeup to getting ready to play him. Um, it's quite uh, he's a bigger guy than me. He's much beefier. Um his face is much more weathered. Uh, he's got that that famous downward kind of scowl. Um, he sure he, does. Yes, I am heavily padded playing Belichick. He is. Uh, he's not oh, a tall. Man. We're about the same height, but he is just a tank. He's just. He's- a tank. Belichick was never a great football player. He did play a year of college ball before he had an injury that put him out. But here's the thing: I don't know if a lot of people know it's not football's not even his great love lacrosse is he was an extremely competitive lacrosse player did not know that kids um his daughter went on to be an ncaa lacrosse player and coach that's really his sport that he is even more than football Hmm. yeah that's cool well hopefully this darn strike will be over with soon and people can get back to work you know hope hopefully all this can happen last question is there any because you've done so much is there any part of the entertainment industry that you haven't done that you'd love to delve into directing, there, producing things like that? There is. Um, I, I write and um, I write, um, I'm working on a screenplay um, that uh, a personal story that I would just love to, I don't know if I'll, it'll ever see the light of day. Um, I would love to write. Um, I write and I write short stories. I'd love to be published someday. Um, it's one of my, great passions, great loves. I'm a big reader and I have such respect for great writers. Um, I'd love to write um, and get something published someday. So well, something tells me that if you want to do it, you will, because you've already done so much and it was great. Oh, thanks, Randy. All right. Well, I think that's going to conclude our uh, our talk. And I'm and I promise I'll look at Bill Belichick as a Buffalo Bills fan in a different light now, based on what you told me, because I respect I respect good people and good dads. So thank you so much for your time. I know you have a tennis game to get to down in Florida. Do, and, I I do. and I cannot wait to see you back to work on screen, on stage, everywhere. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. This has been More to Say with Randy Naughton. Interesting conversations with interesting people. Be sure to like or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.